One topic that may not seem sexy but is super important is life insurance. Life insurance can protect yourself as well as your family financially. In this special resource episode, I talk with Haven Life Insurance Agency about how your mental health affects your term life insurance policy and rates, what term life insurance actually is, and how it works. You can check out Haven Life using our referral link in the show notes. The Mental Health and Wealth Show, the Mental Health and Wealth Show, the Mental Health and Wealth Show. Thank you so much for listening to the Mental Health and Wealth Show. This is host Melanie Locker. And first of all, I want to acknowledge that you are brave and amazing for being here. Getting ready to listen to a show about mental health and money is not easy, and I know you are ready for these amazing conversations. But before you listen, I want to let you know that all of my content is based on my own personal experience with mental health and money, as well as the experiences and expertise of my guests. I'm not a mental health professional or a financial professional, so content should not be considered professional, medical, or financial advice. As a trigger warning, please note that content on the show may include sensitive topics around mental health and suicide. So if you're currently in distress, please get in touch with a professional by texting HOME to 741-741. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Hello, this is Melanie Lockhart, host of the Mental Health and Wealth Show. I get a lot of questions around mental health and life insurance, and today I'm hoping to give you some answers. I'm chatting with Laura Boylan, Head of Underwriting Solutions for Haven Life Insurance Agency. As the Head of Underwriting Solutions at Haven Life Insurance Agency, which is backed and wholly owned by MassMutual and is a fully digital life insurance new business process, she works to get their processes straight and does so much for the company. She lives deep in the weeds of medical, behavioral, and financial risk data with a laser focus on execution and operational optimization. Laura studied applied mathematics at Harvard College and is a fellow of the Society of Actuaries. Thanks for coming on the show, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to demystify some things around mental health and life insurance and also just provide this as a resource for some people who may not know what life insurance is, how it can help. So first, let's dive right in and say, you know, can you share what exactly is life insurance and how does it work? Sure. Life insurance is a financial instrument that is used to provide financial support and security if somebody passes away. So a really common use case is that, you know, a parent would get a life insurance policy. So if something happened to them, their spouse and their children would be taken care of financially. There are a few different types of life insurance. The most common and simplest type is called term insurance. And essentially, you pay a fixed amount of money every month or every year for a set period of time, 10 years, 20 years. And if you die within that time frame, a benefit amount is paid out to your beneficiary. And just like car insurance, if you don't die in the time frame, your policy ends, you don't get your money back, but you did have peace of mind during that period. Uh, there are much more complicated types of life insurance. There are permanent policies that last your whole life, not just a term period. And those come in flavors like whole life and universal life and variable universal life. The complexity can really increase dramatically. Additionally, there are different ways that policies can be underwritten, and that impacts the price that uh, someone's going to pay for a policy. On one end of the spectrum, you have fully underwritten policy, which is tailored to an individual risk. Uh, usually it takes a little bit more effort to apply and get approved, 
but ends up having the cheapest premiums. You can have a simplified issue policy where the evaluation and risk selection is much simpler, but you pay a little bit more for the convenience. You could have a group policy, which is typically what's offered through an employer, where an entire group of people are evaluated based on their aggregate risk. Uh, You can have guaranteed issue where there isn't any underwriting. Anybody can get it, but it's typically limited to much lower face amounts and higher premiums. And then there are some differences in the type of benefits that are paid. So our uh, term product at Haven Life is a term product that covers most causes of death. There are also accidental death policies that only cover you if you die from an accident and not a disease. So those are some of the major differentiators between various types of policies. Interesting. So life insurance is a tool that can be used to protect families financially if the breadwinner passes away, if you know a major source of income is suddenly gone. Can you explain a little bit the difference between whole life and term and the pros and cons? I know that's kind of a lot, but just curious for our audience, you know, a brief discussion on that. It's a really important question. I personally have term life coverage. It's a great solution for someone who's looking for the most affordable protection for their family and only has a limited need. So if you want coverage to cover the length of your mortgage or while you have kids living in the home, but you might not necessarily have an ongoing need once your kids are in college and the mortgage is paid off. Whole Life is a product that provides permanent coverage. So no matter when you die, if you die when you're 35 or you die when you're 90, the benefit will be paid. Um, The premiums can vary depending on the structure of the product. So in some cases, you pay for a fixed number of years. In some cases, you pay until you reach a certain age. In some cases, you just keep paying. But there are a lot of different flavors and complexities to that type of product. I think for, um, for most people, term is the best option. It's simple, it's affordable, and it gives your family the coverage they need. Whole life is appropriate for people that have more complex financial situations, that have estate planning needs, or more complex long-term needs. Got it. Thanks so much for clarifying that. I know there's so many questions about term versus whole, which one is good for me, and thank you so much for breaking that down. As we kind of mentioned, life insurance is also about assessing risk when you are getting your rates and your policies. So how do common mental health issues like anxiety and depression affect life insurance policies and rates? Sure. Uh, If I may, I'm going to take a step back and talk about underwriting in general, and then I'll dive into mental health specifically. So at Haven Life, we have a fully underwritten term product. We also have a simplified issue product. And in the fully underwritten product, we do full evaluation of an individual, everything from their medical background, their hobbies, their financial and occupational risks to come up with a specific risk evaluation for an applicant. That includes, um, for some applicants who qualify, our instant term near real-time issue that allows them to get coverage without a medical exam. And other applicants need to complete a medical exam similar to what you would do at a, a physician wellness exam to get coverage. Mental health is definitely one of the categories of risk that's evaluated, just like all other categories of um, health and medicine. So the answer to how it's evaluated, it's really on a case-by-case basis. So for someone, for example, who has mild anxiety and they're taking, you know, a first-line medication and their symptoms are, are well-controlled, 
there's likely to not really be an impact to that and in, in the final price they pay on the, the risk evaluation process. For someone that has major depression or have, have taken a number of different medications or having trouble getting it under control and controlling treatment, controlling symptoms, excuse me, or bipolar disorder or some more complex areas of mental health, then it's a, a, a lengthier evaluation process and there's a chance that you'll pay more based on your individual risk. Thank you for sharing that. So I actually did hear from one of my followers about how they have bipolar and they actually were rejected for a life insurance policy. Can you explain why they would be rejected for a life insurance policy and or why wouldn't they just, you know, have to pay a higher price to be able to access a policy? Um, At Haven Life, we do strive to offer policies to as many of our applicants as possible. There are some people for whom fully underwritten policy is just not the appropriate product. So if you have a more serious medical condition, including mental health conditions, then it's possible that you won't be eligible for coverage or that you'll pay significantly more. Uh, I can't speak to this specific example. I obviously don't know the details. There are plenty of circumstances, you know, well-controlled bipolar disorder on stable medication without hospitalizations, things like that where you would still be able to get coverage. It just really depends on the individual. The way that life insurance is processed is you evaluate a pool of risk. You can set a price based on sort of the expected payout that you plan to see over the life of the the product. And unfortunately, there are a small number of people that just aren't eligible to be covered. Um, For people that fall in that category, you know, it's important to know that every company takes a slightly different view on different types of risks. So it's possible to work with a a broker that specializes in those types of risks and find a company that might be willing to offer coverage. And then there are also other types of insurance. So guaranteed issue is an option for someone that has a medical condition that might preclude them from a fully underwritten policy. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing. So I hear from a lot of people that they are, quote, worth more dead than alive. Unfortunately, I hear from a lot of people who are deeply in debt, who are feeling on the brink of suicide. And this just completely breaks my heart. And I've been answering emails from these folks for years and years. It's one of the reasons I started mentalhealthandwealth.com. It's one of the reasons I started the Mental Health and Wealth Show. And I hear people say that consistently. And so I would love some clarification. Do life insurance companies cover suicide? I've heard some places do not. Can you share any insights into that? And just before we go on, for anyone listening, please, if you are suicidal, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which we will be having in the show notes. You can text a crisis counselor by texting HOME to 741-741. Debt is not a death sentence. Yeah, I mean... That's a really hard, heavy um, thought. It's very sad to think about people feeling that way. Um, One of the things to know is that most life insurance policies in the U.S. have a contestability period for the first two years after issue. And usually suicide is not covered during that period. The contestability period gives an insurer the ability to do some additional investigation into what was disclosed on the application. The most important thing when you're applying for life insurance is that you're fully honest. So if you're honest and fully transparent about your specific situation, your mental health and any other medical conditions, you'll be underwritten as such. And other than suicide, most causes of death 
should be covered. But within that two-year window, uh, suicide is not covered. That's a pretty standard exclusion. Okay, so you mentioned um, contestability. Can you describe that a little bit more? Sure. So it's a, a provision in the in a life insurance contract that gives the ability for the insurer to validate information that's provided. So they're in no way trying to wiggle out of claims that are due. They're just confirming information that was disclosed. An applicant has to provide clear and complete information on their application. So if a death occurs within the contestability window, and it turns out that it was based on something that was um, misrepresented on the application, it's most likely that the claim wouldn't be paid and the premiums paid would be refunded to the family. So for example, if you apply on an application and, and say that you don't have any health conditions and then you die shortly after cancer that was diagnosed prior to your application, that would likely not be covered. Interesting. God, yeah, I was going to ask you what would happen if someone did lie on their application because the person that I talked to who got rejected for the plan because of bipolar is wondering, do I just omit this from my application? And obviously that's not the right thing to do, but they want to also have access. So I'm just curious, like what would potentially happen if someone did lie in their application? Well, if you are dishonest on your application and you misrepresent your situation, your claim wouldn't be paid if you were to die as a result of those conditions. So, you know, I think all insurers take very seriously the obligation to pay uh, claims. That's why we are in business. We want to protect people. We want to provide the service to make sure that families are taken care of. But it is under the condition that we have complete and accurate information at the time of underwriting. So, um, you know, misrepresentation would likely lead to a claim being denied. Got it. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm just curious, how has COVID affected life insurance? Like if people are applying today with this COVID risk, does that affect the race? Does that affect the policies? I'm, I'm so curious. That's such a good question. And it's very much an evolving topic in the industry. So especially early on in the COVID crisis, one of the biggest challenges was the availability of um, exams. So as I mentioned, some clients have to complete a paramedical exam to get coverage. And that includes, uh, you know, if lobotomists will come to your home or office and basically do a small physical. They'll weigh you, they'll um, take your blood pressure, and they'll collect blood and urine samples that are processed by the lab. So obviously, people have felt very uneasy about putting themselves in that circumstance. And, you know, it's an important question to, to ask to ensure that we're protecting our clients and protecting our examiners as well. So all carriers, I think, are exploring other options for providing more coverage to clients without the medical exam. We have been exploring digital health records and the availability of labs completed for, you know, an annual health exam, for example, and really trying to find as many creative ways as we can to extend offers, even when the lab's not possible. Um, from a mortality perspective, that view is still very much evolving. You know, the scale of loss from COVID-19 is just tragic and, and so sad. And we're still learning more about how COVID-19 will impact people in the long term. Most carriers do have short-term limitations on applications. So if you've traveled to certain areas a period of time prior to the application, there might be, uh, there might be a waiting period. Or if you've had symptoms or, or had a test that you're waiting for results from those types of situations might just cause a delay. 
And then, you know, if you have had COVID and you've been hospitalized and had major symptoms, that would be evaluated like, and you know, another major respiratory condition in terms of how it would impact your eligibility for coverage or the premium that you pay. Interesting. I'm sure this is an ever evolving topic as, you know, we continue through this pandemic. So thank you so much for sharing some insight into that. I wanted to talk a little bit more about money and mental health and life insurance, but kind of on the other spectrum. So money causes a lot of stress. As I mentioned before, I hear from a lot of people who are depressed, anxious, suicidal. Um, You know, it causes all of the stress that causes these mental health issues. So how can life insurance minimize some of that and offer financial protection? Uh, We really feel like the product that we sell provides real support and protection for families. I'm a mom. I have a 13-month-old baby. And the thought of him being alone is just is heartbreaking. You know, it's important to me that I put a plan in place to make sure that he's protected if something were to happen to me. Having coverage ensures that if, if someone passes away, their spouse doesn't have to sell their house. They can have childcare help for their children and make sure that the family is taken care of. It's often recommended that you have coverage ranging from five to 10 times your uh, annual income. And that ensures that you know you can afford to pay your mortgage, you can afford to pay for childcare, you have a few years worth of expenses covered to figure out a plan B. Obviously, it's not the ideal outcome. It's nobody's expected outcome. But it, you know it's important to prepare for anything that could happen. I mean, just look around and see the situation we're in now. It, it's important to have those plans in place to make sure that your family is taken care of. And it's often more affordable than folks think. You know, I'm 34. And for me, a, a million dollar policy costs about $30, $35 a month for 20 years. Not bad. Of so it, it can be a lot more affordable than people realize, um, you know, if you're, if you're healthy. And the younger you are, the less you pay. So it's helpful to sort of lock it in. And then you just have that peace of mind for decades. Yes. And I think it's so important to get a life insurance policy when you're healthy, when things are going well, even if you're young, especially if you are having children or you already have children. I have a friend of mine who a few years ago, her husband passed away from cancer when they had a two month old child. It was a very kind of, you know, they found out while she was pregnant that he had stage four cancer and it was this huge blow. And of course, they didn't have life insurance. And so he unfortunately passed away when the baby was two months old. And my friend was a single widow in her 30s. And that is definitely I'm pretty sure I can't speak for her. But from our conversations, like one of her number one regrets is not having life insurance. Like you can imagine that situation, how much a million dollars would help someone who is grieving the loss of their husband and now suddenly dealing with this newborn. She's the strongest person I know. I can't even imagine that situation. And so, you know, that story just sticks in my mind for people to get life insurance because I can just imagine literally how life-changing that would be. And especially when you think if you are a single mom now, taking care of a baby, but you're also grieving the death of your husband, it's going to be incredibly difficult to work. I know I probably couldn't work for a while. And so it's not just the loss of the husband's income, but potentially, you know, the wife who who may or may not be able to be as productive or, or, or work as long. And so, you know, I think it's really important to think of it as a protection 
and something that you can get when you're healthy and things are going well. Obviously, you don't want to have to use it, but it can be a game changer if and when you need it. And like you said, you know, (laughs) with COVID, you just never know what's going to happen and being protected and having financial care can go so far. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so sorry to hear about your friend. That's a, a really tragic story and would be so hard. Yeah, it was a very difficult situation. And it's just a big wake up call that anything can happen. I mean, she was in her 30s, he was in her early 40s. And just the timeline of everything, you know, finding out having cancer while she was pregnant, and then passing away when she was two months old. It's just so many devastating life changes all at once. And Yeah, I think it's really important for people to maybe consider those worst case scenarios financially and like what can be the tools that protect you. You know, when you think of kind of quote worst case scenarios, when we just allow our imagination to go there, obviously life insurance is something that can help if that were to happen. Yeah, absolutely. It buys you time. It buys you support. It gives you the opportunity to have resources in place to get through what is the hardest time in your life. So it, you know, really does give you peace of mind and um, can help carry you through those difficult times. Yes. So I want to talk to you a little bit about how life insurance actually works when it comes to payouts. So let's say, you know, like my friend, her husband passed away and let's say she did have life insurance. What would she do next? And what would the payout look like? I'm so curious about that process because when I hear about life insurance, I know a lot about kind of how it works technically and from the policy side and how much you pay, but I'm so curious, like actually receiving the death benefit, what does that look like? That's a great question. And we certainly try to make that process as easy as possible. Obviously, anybody that has to go through the claims process is grieving and in a really difficult situation already. Typically, you would reach out to the insurance company to start a claim you usually would have to provide evidence of death, the certificate of death. In some cases, there would be some small amount of investigation done to confirm the cause of death and confirm information provided on the application. And then the full benefit would be paid to the beneficiary. Um, Oftentimes, insurance companies have options available for whether you want to receive a lump sum or whether you want to receive money as an annuity over time. But that would really be up to the beneficiary at the time of claim. Okay, so you could either get kind of a lump sum like via check or direct deposit or annuities. Am I hearing that right? Um, Yeah, I I think every policy will have slightly different options, but there should be some options for, for how you get the benefit. And do you have any insight into what potentially could be better having a lump sum payout or an annuity? Like what are the pros and cons of choosing either one? I think it really depends on an individual circumstance. Uh, For someone that has a mortgage they want to pay off, for someone that has a plan for how to manage a lump sum, then I think that's a a good option to make sure that you can cover your bases. For for people that need a little more support in managing such a large amount of money, it might be helpful in either getting an annuitized payout from an insurance company or investing in an annuity that would pay out over time. Perfect. Yeah, I think it's so important if you are to get such a huge lump sum that it's important to have a plan. Also, you know, it might be helpful to get professional help because you're grieving, you're going to be making emotional purchases. I talked to Emily Guy Birkin, 
about grief and mental health in a few episodes back. And she mentioned receiving a life insurance payout. And I think she did keep it in the annuities because she just didn't want to to touch it right away. And I think for a lot of people, they're going to have different emotions related to that money. And yeah, I think it depends on the individual. I'm curious, do you have anything else to share about life insurance, about Haven Life specifically, or anything else that can help our listeners when it comes to mental health and money? Well, I guess I'll just wrap up by saying that at Haven Life, we really care very much about the work that we do. We design a product that really is intended to help care for people in one of their most vulnerable and difficult moments. And we really believe that the products that we're selling are very important and can provide peace of mind and security. In our mission, we try to make getting insurance as easy as possible. So our application is fully online. Um, For some qualified applicants, we have a fully automated instant term process that can allow them to get coverage without a medical exam in a matter of a minute. Wow. Uh, And then just the whole end-to-end process, we try to streamline and make as easy as possible. Um, I own our products. It's a product I really truly believe in. And I think it's something that's so important, especially if you have a family, if you have a mortgage, if people depend on you. Yes. Thank you so much. I super appreciate you sharing more info about that. We're going to have info on Haven Life in the show notes. Definitely check them out. Thank you so much for being on the show, Laura. It was so great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for listening to the Mental Health and Wealth Show. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a review. If you want to suggest a topic or simply say hello, you can reach me at mentalhealthandwealthshow at gmail.com. You can check out the rest of our content at mentalhealthandwealth.com. And lastly, I want to remind you to do something for yourself to take care of your mental health and wealth.